Good morning, Mosaic. It's good to be together. If we haven't met before, my name is Kurt. I'm one of the pastors here. I had the opportunity to move here uh, with my family last December. And I remember last July, after my family and I made the decision that God was calling us here, uh, I was sitting with the directional team of Mosaic. We were in Mike and Allison Chaplin's living room. We were just kind of talking about the future and where do we sense that God is taking us as a church? And uh, I don't know if you know Mike Chaplin or not, but Mike Chaplin said, um, you know, wherever God takes us, I don't ever want to see us be a church where real stories stop taking place. And we were all like, yes. And you know, it's, you realize how easy it is to get in the way of allowing stories to take shape and form over the long haul. Especially when we start like getting in the way with our plans, how we'd like to see things move forward, how we would choose to see things play out. Um, And one of the things I love about showing up at Mosaic each and every week is it feeds my soul, and I hope it feeds your soul too, because as I even look out at your faces now, I know many stories that are taking place in your life. And no, maybe it's not exactly your house burning down this week, but in some way, it feels like a portion of your life is burning down. It feels like you're having to let go of something um, that you don't want to let go of, or that you're having to step into something that you'd rather not step into. And so we want to simply, as we move forward in the coming weeks, as we begin to dream about God, what do you have for us as we move forward? We want to celebrate the stories that are taking place here. Um, And we want to create a space where we can remind each other that although our stories maybe aren't playing out in the ways that we would want them to, in the ways that we would choose, um, that maybe some of us are having to walk some really, really difficult roads. Like we're walking those roads together. And let's not give up. Right? Let's be a resilient group of people who learn to be patient and say, God, we're going to give you the time and space that you need to work through this, uh, to bring about the restoration that you're going to bring about. Mosaic, we also want to begin to talk about some practices that we can be about, because if we practice certain things together, much like a garden that produces fruit, right? How many of you are just loving the tomatoes that you're getting from gardens these days, right? Oh, so good, right? Much like a garden that produces that fruit, um, there's certain things that you have to practice in order to kind of clear that garden and allow things to grow. And so if we want to continue being a church where stories are really kind of blossoming out of mosaic, We have to be about practicing certain things that help those stories take shape and form. And so that's why we're calling this little series Mosaic, our stories and our practices. Because by practicing certain things, we'll see these stories begin to blossom. Um, As we move forward, Mosaic, eventually, just to kind of give you a picture of where we're headed. uh, In about six weeks from now, we want to invite you to let us know corporately that, you know what, I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board with where Mosaic is headed. 
now, what that means is, is um, we used to have this thing here at Mosaic that we would call volunteer staff. It was people who say, yeah, I'm on board, you know, I'm, I'm going with Mosaic, I'm committed. Um, we're simply going to call it Mosaic Core now. We're kind of re-upping and saying, who feels called to step into the core of what's happening at Mosaic? And, and these will be the things that we'll be practicing together if you're saying yes. So we want to let you know that's where we're headed as we get to late September, early October. Um, but up until that point, um, we'll just be celebrating stories, um, listening to them, talking about some things that we'll be practicing together. Uh, there's four questions in particular that we'll be answering as a church as we move forward. Um, the first one is simply this, who are we? Right? It's kind of, we just want you to be able to eventually, some weeks from now, if somebody says, why mosaic? Like, what's, what's the reason? What's the point? Why not just brunch on Sunday? That you would be able to say, well, because, you know, I'm a part of this group of people, and this is who we are. This is our identity. Um, that you would be able to answer, well, why are we here? In 2018, 2019, here in Lincoln, why? Why are we here living this identity? What's our purpose? What are we hoping to accomplish? What's the mission that we'll be about? Um, and finally then, how will we do that? So what's, what's the vision of how this is going to be accomplished? Now, we're not the first church to ask these questions, Mosaic. And generally, the tendency is this, is if we begin to answer those questions, we start to ask, well, what are the means and the methods through which we're going to get there? And let me just simply say this, Mosaic. As we begin to talk about certain means and methods, we always want to remind ourselves that Jesus and his presence in our world is very mysterious. And so as much as we talk about means and methods and things that we can do, we also very much want to acknowledge that Jesus is doing things in our midst that is very mysterious, and we want to be very careful that our means and our methods don't get in the way. So let's just kind of lay those at the altar, whatever it is that maybe each of us come in here and say, what would be great as a church if we started to do this, if we started to do this? I think we need to go in this direction. It would be easy for me to do, for the directional team to do, for all of us to do. But more than anything, we want to continue being a community, a family together that says, Ooh, yeah, we're going to talk about some of these means and methods, but we want to keep in mind that Jesus is doing mysterious things around us at all times. And we never want to lose that edge. In a world of means and methods, we embrace the mystery of Christ. Um, this morning, Mosaic, I simply want to take a few minutes and talk about a practice that, um, that we'll call putting on the yoke of heaven. Now, this isn't our practice. Actually, um, if you talk to any Jewish person, this is a, this is a very um, weighty concept of just what it means to be a human being, that you would actually take on the yoke of heaven. Um, a good Jew would explain it this way, that there's a yoke of heaven that's continually pulling us into the stuff of earth, okay? And when I say the stuff of earth, I mean like sometimes the really good stuff and sometimes the really like just the really nitty-gritty dirty, crappy, falling apart stuff. That there's a yoke of heaven that continually pulls us into all of that. And as much as we would rather have the one over the other, 
that's not what it means to be human. That's not what it means to engage with this world that we've been placed in. Um, when we talk about the term of a yoke, the yoke is, is really, it's like a wooden cross beam that two oxen would kind of place on themselves, that two cattle would place on themselves, and they would just get in the dirt of earth, right? And they would just be clearing it out. Um, they would be planting the seed. And so the, the very idea of a yoke, it's a very dirty, earthy, sweaty kind of thing. Uh, look at this quote that'll be on the screens. Uh, accepting the yoke. Accepting the yoke is a covenant. It is the creation of an identity that creates a person's nature. And only from this is freedom possible. As such, the covenant is a necessary condition for freedom. The reason for this is obvious. Freedom, as defined by many important Jewish thinkers and many great philosophers, is acting according to my inner nature, being who I truly am. Levi Morrow. Being who I truly am, that at the core of what it means to be a human being, there's God and you and I are not it. You and I are not God. Um, But we're placed in this world and we're called to this amazing um, cultivation of moving it forward. Um, Genesis 2.15, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And so there's this this creation, almost um, mythic kind of story that's told. Now, when you and I hear the word myth, um, we think of something that's not true. We think of something that's like a fairy tale. But for Jews, the word myth carried incredible great meaning for life. The reason this story is being told is because it tells us something very deep and true about who we are at the very nature of things. That we are placed here to care for, to move forward, to cultivate, to guard, to protect this beautiful creation that's been given to us. Now, at this point in the story, um, what we know is that these people are placed in this garden, and we're told that it's very good. We're told that it's very good. Now, let's keep this in mind. What the people are not told is that it's perfect. Okay? They're not told that it's perfect. They're not told that there's nothing wrong with it. They're not told that there's no chaos in danger in evil that's present. What they're simply told is that it's very good. Um, and so we have to think with a certain level of nuance about what it means to be alive in this world. Um, and it's difficult for us in today's day and age to think with a level of nuance. Look at this picture that's going to be on the screen here of a house burning down. Jeremiah 29. Here in America, we hear things like um, the prophet Jeremiah saying, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, 
plans to give you hope in a future. Um, chances are, if you're going to put that verse on your living room wall, that's not the painting you're going to have with it, right? Um, and so again, let's keep in mind, as God works with these two individuals in this garden, it's a very good creation. But even there, there's this serpent that makes his way in. And this serpent, for Jewish people, was, it was a sign of chaos. It was a sign of, of evil. Uh, it was a sign of kind of trickery and things that were beyond their control. And so to be, to be a human being simply means that we're in this world where there's chaos happening all around us, and we, we won't understand why. There's a presence of evil in the world, and, and we won't be able to just push it out. But in the midst of it, we have the opportunity to take on this yoke of heaven and say, God, you've called us still to walk with you. You've called us to kind of stay in this relationship with you and see it through to the end. So we have to keep in mind that to be people of the yoke of heaven, we're going to engage with chaos. Uh, we're going to sometimes have evil staring us right in the face. We're going to have very difficult situations right in front of us. It's just what it means to be human. And we have to be able to accept that. Now, what this doesn't mean is that somehow we'll say things, well, God is sovereign, you know. What, what that doesn't mean is this. It doesn't mean that God is causing your house to burn down. God is not the author of chaos. God is not the author of evil. But for reasons that we don't know, for reasons that we can't fully understand, the chaos and the evil is there, but we're called to walk with God and place on this yoke and walk with each other and walk with God in the midst of this and care for each other and move forward together. So how do we respond with the yoke of heaven when we find ourselves in the valleys of chaos? Jesus came, and Jesus spoke these words, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. What a beautiful invitation for our world before us, right? I mean, chances are, if you look around at the world around you, and if you even acknowledge what's happening in the depths of your own heart, there's a lot of weary kind of feelings that are there. There's just a burdensome state that's present. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And then he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So Jesus, being a good Jew growing up in the midst of that world, he's going to really capture this idea of there's a yoke of heaven, and if you want to understand what it means to be a human being, come and learn from me. Come and walk with me. Come and rest with me. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so Jesus extends the invitation to us, Mosaic. Take this yoke. Stay rooted here in whatever you're going through. In whatever chaos you're facing, in whatever difficulties are before you, in whatever tragedies you're walking through, stay here in the midst of it and take my yoke upon you, Jesus says, and learn from me and allow me to give you rest 
Now, there's a reason Jesus wants us to stay committed here, to stay, to stay plugged in to what's going right in front of us. Because when we go to the very end of Scripture, Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 3, uh, John, he's, he's giving a vision, and in this vision he says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling, is, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. Guys, the story begins here, right? The story begins here. And it's a very good story, but even in the midst of that very good story, there's chaos, there's evil, there's tragedy that's there. Um, guys, the story ends here. God is coming to dwell with us. And so even right now, our work is here with each other. This is why we keep showing up in each other's lives week after week after week to say, yes, you walked through the chaos again. Yes, you're facing the tragedies again. You're facing whatever it is that you're walking through, but you're doing it. And we're learning from Jesus together as we keep walking this road. This is why we keep showing up week after week after week. People of the yoke of heaven. A few things to keep in mind as we wrap up. People of the yoke of heaven. Um, they stay in the dirt of earth rather than sweep it up or escape it. They just stay in the dirt of earth, right? And um, I, I think, you know, Brooke said it very clear in the midst of her story. She's like, people just have difficulty being with people who are going through difficult times. But that's one of the things that we get to be about here at Mosaic is like, we don't have to try to sweep up the dirt. We don't have to avoid it. We can learn to be with each other in the midst of the mess. And whatever the mess that you're facing right now, um, the mess isn't going to have the final say. And so let's just kind of stay with each other in the dirt and see it through. Let's be patient. People of the yoke of heaven, they look to Jesus. He's in the dirt with us, guys. Jesus is here in the dirt with us, whatever we're facing. He's not ashamed of it. He's not pointing the finger at us. Um, he's not telling us to, you know, get our act together. Jesus is saying, no, come. Come, all you who are weary and burdened, and let me give you rest. And then take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Um, and so we become students of Jesus' way. We become students of Jesus' way, of Jesus' patient way, of Jesus' way of learning how to step away from just the um, crowds of life in the busy schedule to actually go be alone with his Father. We become students of Jesus. And ultimately, then, people of the yoke of heaven, we cultivate space to tell and listen to stories. We cultivate space to tell and listen to stories. Look at this quote from um, a neurologist by the name of Kurt Thompson. 
When a person tells her story and is truly heard and understood, both she and the listener undergo actual changes in their brain circuitry. The power of storytelling goes beyond the border of the story itself. It moves into the nooks and crannies of our memories and emotions, sometimes gently, sometimes explosively, revealing, awakening, shocking, calling. Mosaic, in a, in a world where we often want statistics, uh, where we get into debates about ideas, uh, and we write papers uh, that shape policies, um, stories can seem weak, uh, they can seem subjective, uh, they can seem not so important, uh, yet Jesus was all about stories. Jesus was the master storyteller, and so that's why um, we want to continue to tell stories of, yeah, okay, so you're, you're placing the yoke of heaven on. I'm placing the yoke of heaven on. We're, we're getting in the dirt of just everything that's happening around us, the chaos, the tragedy, the loss of it all, the despair that's there. But we're moving forward because all of this is moving somewhere. And so as a result, like what's happening amongst us as we, as we stay in the dirt, as we keep doing this week after week after week? We want to celebrate these stories. Uh, and so, Mosaic, even this morning, as we, um, as we again come to these tables, let's remember that this is a story that's happening right before us. Um, in the midst of our weariness, in the midst of our burdens, uh, God moved into the neighborhood, Mosaic. God took on human flesh. Um, in the midst of that, we gave him our worst. As humanity, we gave him our worst, and yet he recycled back his best. Love, mercy, grace, forgiveness, patience, the invitation to come, learn from me. Learn from me what it means to stick with whatever is before you and allow this story to unfold and take shape as you continue to wake up each and every morning and say, I'm placing on this yoke of heaven. It's my identity. It's who I am as one created by the divine, as one who gets to go and care for others and care for this world and keep moving forward. And so whatever that is for you this week, whether you're a student, whether you're a teacher, whether you're in business, whether you do art, whether you're a parent, whatever it is that you're up to, place the yoke on. Place the yoke on and allow the story to continue to take shape inform. Find other people to share your story with, to hear their story. Listen to each other. Create spaces where we continue, can continue to work these things out. I want to invite Keith back up here and uh, Mosaic as, as Keith comes up. Uh, we invite you to these tables this morning. And we invite you as um, a part of this community, regardless of where you're at, regardless of what you're facing, uh, the invitation is there. Jesus is saying, come, all you who are weary and burdened. Come, and I will give you rest. Come and learn from me. Take my yoke upon you. And as you take my yoke, let's, 
Let's stay in this dirty field together. Let's see how this story is going to play out. Let's see where all of this is going. Um, And let's keep doing this together. So when you're ready, we invite you to come down the aisles, take the bread, dip it into the cup, return to your seats, uh, and let's worship together. Well, Mosaic, as you go from this place, allow the yoke of heaven to bring you deeper still, right? To bring you deeper still into the love of God that is with you, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that surrounds you, and the fellowship that we have, the community that we have because of the Holy Spirit who holds us together. Yeah. Yeah. Get into the dirt that's before you. Um, And let's walk together. Let's share stories. Let's celebrate stories. Hold somebody up when they can't hold themselves up. So that's more than anything the first practice that we want to be about. Just put that yoke on each and every morning. All right, Jesus, I'm ready to go. Ready to go with you. Let's get in the field. Let's get in the dirt. We're not going to sweep it up. We're not going to escape it. We're going to plow this field. Um, whew, I'm starting to preach now. Look out. Have a great week, Mosaic. I encourage you, man. Yeah, like Bill said, the Bay this Saturday, if you get a chance, stop by. It's such a great organization. If you have some time, talk with Ashley. Ashley, wave your hand one more time right there, okay? Ashley can get you connected maybe with someone who could help you understand some ways to volunteer. Have a wonderful week. We hope to see you next Sunday.